Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steven Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Hello and welcome to another episode in Triple Thinking podcast starring me, Steve M. Nash, and my co-host and fellow transformative coach, Antti Vanenen. Hello, Antti. Hello, Steve. How are you? I am doing all right. Thank you very much. I'm doing all right. We are going to be talking about your new book, Falling Into Place. So that's quite exciting. Uh, it, is, it is very exciting indeed. Hmm. Um, I, I think, as I was saying before we started this conversation, I've got a few questions to ask you, Auntie, and a little um, a little passage from the book to read that we might discuss. Uh, but perhaps I can just get you to describe the book a little bit anyway, just as like a little introduction to the book um, called Falling Into Place, what it is. What, yeah. what it's about. Yeah, okay, absolutely. So, um, about two years ago, uh, I came across the three principles or the inside-out understanding as I more commonly refer to it. Uh, and until that point, I had been trying all sorts of self-improvement and self-development strategies and, and, and methods and practices and morning routines and, and you know, just just name it and I've tried it and and I've kind of I kind of felt that something was always just preventing me from really achieving what I wanted to uh, that you know something was missing and and I was wondering like is was it the methods that they weren't good enough the strategies were they lacking or or was the problem me that I was too lazy that I wasn't motivated or committed enough or, or you, you know, even sometimes I've been questioned that, am I too dumb to really understand how to apply all this stuff? And so when I, when I came across the inside-out understanding, everything sort of fell into place. And that's where the, the, the name of the book comes from. Uh, and what I mean by that is that I sort of almost instantly saw that where why everything had been happening and going the way it had. Um, why some, some things had worked and why they hadn't worked at other times. Um, why my results were, were good sometimes and why they weren't at other times. And why I felt the way I did and what those feelings were actually telling me. It, all of a sudden it just kind of all made sense. And I just felt that the reason I wanted to write a book about it is that uh, I felt that there wasn't there, there were good books on it, but I felt that none of them really spoke to the, um, spoke about this topic in a way that made sense to me, and so I just figured that it was just seemed like a thing to do. It wasn't like a, some big, grand goal or anything, but it just seemed like a good idea to to try to document the way I saw things now and 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 see that perhaps it can help some other people, and and that's how this book came to be. 
That is a lovely description and I love the name falling into place because I didn't actually understand that that's what you meant, you know, like everything start everything makes sense. Mm. Oh, it's falling into place. That's lovely. I, that's an, I, I like the title for that reason. That's lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Did you... Um, I'm going to ask you... I, I've got the, a couple of questions, so let me just get through those. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Did you enjoy writing this book? Did, was I, it fun? Challenging? How was it challenging? What did you learn about, about the three principles or even about yourself? Yeah, I... I I have to say that on the whole, I, I enjoyed the process. Not every minute of it, certainly not. There were moments where it just seemed like, oh God, there's still so far to go, or this is so hard right now, or it's not enjoyable at all. But the way the book came to be is that uh, the two years ago when I came across this understanding, I was actually right at that, at that moment, I was in the process of launching a pilot course, and I had recruited um, or signed up 15 clients to uh, take part in that, uh, that pilot course. And they paid for it, and I had the whole course ready to go. And I read Michael Nils, The Inside Our Revolution. And one week before the course was due to start, I looked at my course and I went, oh my God, I'm going to have to replace 80% of this because I just don't believe it in, in it anymore. Even though other people had seen the contents of the course, um, they and had said that it's, it's great, that this is really good stuff. I was just like, no, I, I think this is a lie now. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And some people said like, yeah, go for it anyways, and then create a new one with the new information. But for whatever reason, I decided that I'm going to change this on the fly. And uh, kind of like with your happiness e-course that's delivered one week at a time. That's how I did my course as well. I delivered it one week at a time. So that, that meant that in between each module, I had one week time to put together the next module. And... Uh, so I was, uh, and the first half of that I was in Finland, and the second half of that I was in Australia. And we were in, we were, um, we had a camper van, and we were just driving across the Australian countryside. And and I'm just sitting there in the passenger seat. My wife's driving. Our little baby was either sleeping or crying in the back, and I'm just kind of browsing through, like trying to write and go like, wait a minute, how exactly did Gary Kramer talk about this? I just want to make sure that I get this right. <laughs> or how did Michael Neal write about this? And I'm and and it turns out that that process of trying to learn and then also disseminate that information onto other people almost all at once is um, it really speeds up the learning process. And that's what I felt that, that happened to me, that I got a really good grasp of it because I didn't just kind of like take their words and go like oh okay that makes sense but I tried to then also articulate it in my own words on so I was constantly kind of going back and and oh I'm not quite sure how this goes so I had to go back and try to look it up I didn't really explain it maybe this book does so so that's so I did this course and it got really good feedback and when the course ended I I just had this uh, feeling that you know this might make a really good book that I kind of have the basic structure of a book here in place. And, and so then I started to, to, to work on the book. And, and I think what made it enjoyable is that I never had this um, big grand goal of, of, of writing a certain kind of book. But it just seemed like that was the, that seemed like a good, a good fun idea to do most days when I, when I got up in the morning and I got my daughter to daycare. I just worked on the book. And uh, so 
mostly it was it was a good and uh, enjoyable process, and I'm I'm looking forward to writing another book. How are you? Yes, I have a, I have a couple of ideas that I'm 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 playing with at the moment, um, but haven't really started any work on on either of those. So I'm I'm still kind of deciding what I want to do next. So you're not you're going to tease us by not teasing us. Well, um, one book is um, about why strategies don't work because I used to be a strategist okay. myself, and the world is uh, obsessed with strategies and methods and seven step plans and 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 and. and uh, you know, ten-point uh, guaranteed method for achieving X, and uh, if those really would work, then then why are we still coming up with more of them, right? It's because they don't work. So people think that the problem is in the method, so that we keep creating more and more variants, and and it's kind of like they kept creating more and more airplanes uh, or variants of airplanes before they discovered the um, the laws of of uh, aerodynamics. And understood yes. how actually airplanes fly, and until then, everybody had their own variant, and they all kind of worked in in some ways better than another and worse than others. And I think that's what we're seeing today in the world with with all these strategies. So that's one. And I can hear some noises. Uh, is is your child playing nearby? Uh, she is uh, in the other room, and she's playing a little bit every now and then. So oh, I can hear some. I can hear little noise. Is it you then? I just can hear a little noise of like um, knocking or. Oh, maybe that's me then. Ah, I yeah. just can hear it, and maybe everybody else can. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, that, that's good. They're, but it's also, I think, it's it's you know, they get the real, um, the real experience of this. This is coming. This podcast <laughs> is being recorded in real life, and not <laughs> yes, not quite. in a vacuum of space and time. Yes, right. <laughs> and here's me blaming your children. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's always a good thing to blame. If you don't have a pet, <laughs> blame your children. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and the other book is. Um, Kind of like the idea, devil in a good man, and uh, a friend of mine actually right. like um, suggested this to me, and I really liked it. And he said that he used to, and Plato used to write a lot of books that were written as dialogue, you know, between like a master and a student, and the and the student would ask certain questions, and then the master would try to answer, and they would have a dialogue about them, and they were quite short those dialogues. And I thought that that might be a fun way to kind of explore the whole inside-out understanding is. Uh, a book written as short passages of dialogue between um, the devil, the outside in person, and the good man, the kind of inside out uh, understanding. I like the sound of that. So, so I mean, at this point, you pretty much know as much as I do about the books. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. so we'll see which one happens first, if uh, if either. So back to this, back to falling into place. Um, I don't know if you're gonna, you'll, I don't know if you'll know have an answer to this question, but we'll see. What did you learn about the three principles by writing this book, if anything? What did you notice for the first time? That's a that's a good question. Um. I think one thing that I I, I realized is um, I mean you read the book and yes. uh, that that last chapter basically is is what I learned in the process of writing the book because the the course didn't include that part <clears throat> living chapter. from the inside out yeah living from the inside out it was all about it it was kind of talking about the nature of reality and and um, mm. uh, 
that life is inside out and uh, you know how do we perform better when we know this and uh, how do we how, how do we look at or deal with problems when we when we have this understanding but that final chapter I think really uh, could only be written as a result result of going through the process of of looking in this direction and trying to articulate it for a long time and what I mean by that is that so many times when people get introduced to the three principles they kind of like have this like oh my god they have like a moment of clarity and then they kind of lose track of that or they want to see it even more clearly and so as a result they they consume they, they want to read more books they want to do more courses and and to me that is because I, I noticed myself doing that but I've also noticed a lot of other people doing that and to me that is we're kind of looking in the wrong place because then we're looking outside we're looking towards other people's wisdom to explain our wisdom uh, rather than looking inside and and being more okay with with not understanding and not knowing and kind of trying to find the wisdom in that and and, and that's what that last chapter is 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 really about um, how do you rather than trying to think your way into the inside out understanding what if you just live from that place <clears throat> which leads me which leads me nicely almost as if we planned it um, <laughs> and we didn't to the little passage that I'd like to read um, and maybe um, we could have a little I might have you may want to comment or you may I may ask a question about it and it's okay. um, this little passage I've written in my sort of scribbly notes avoiding our feelings the power of surrender or getting comfortable being uncomfortable which is kind of what you were saying so mm. I'll just read a little uh, four or five sentences just imagine how powerful we would be if we didn't need to protect ourselves from negative feelings such as loneliness disappointment rejection or humiliation how much extra energy would we have if we didn't need to constantly protect ourselves from uncomfortable feelings and situations that may cause them? How much more balanced would we be if we weren't being pushed and pulled by fear and desperation? Most of all, imagine how free we would be to attempt anything, because our sense of happiness and well-being would not be tied to an external outcome or the approval of others. Mm. And when I read that, I thought, oh, I like that. Hmm, nice. Let's let's talk about that. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, letting yourself not know. Allowing how you're feeling to be okay. Allowing for the ebb and flow of life and the ebb and flow of what it means to be human. Just sort of... Um, just uh, Rather than... I guess self-help and therapy and counselling is often about fixing how we feel and fixing our experience. And what you've written there and this inside understanding is more about noticing our experience, being curious about it and seeing what happens if we're able to do that more often. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, I, I notice it that like perhaps one one maybe this is a this is a confusing way maybe it's a very clear way to explain it but <clears throat> if 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 you look at dogs because uh, 
dogs don't necessarily have the, the same rational capability as humans, but, but they also react and, and create uh, responses to, to things on the outside. And for example, let's, you know, go, going for a ride in the car or, or a vacuum cleaner, and uh, a dog might be very afraid of it. And, and at first, and it, and it just wants to avoid it, or it wants to bark at it, or it wants to attack it because it's not comfortable with it. And uh, it can it can very easily escalate so that this becomes like a learned behavior, and it's it, it and and the dog learns that okay, this is I need to always this is what always happens when this happens, and and it's, it it learn, it starts to associate that thing with a particular feeling state, so that outside thing triggers and 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 an inner feeling state but then the way you kind of go about it with a dog and the reason that i find this fascinating is that uh usually when a dog reacts poorly to something uh you know negatively whether fearful or, or aggressive it's because it's in a um it slipped into a a poor mental state and with dog you can't with a dog you can't reason you know, like it's just your thought or something like that. You need to kind of uh, snap them out of it. You need to distract them. So as <clears> you kind of notice them kind of like going into that state, you you kind of redirect their energy uh, or attention. And when when the dog then is sees that same thing from a different mental state, it's no longer afraid. It's no longer feeling aggressive. It can just be with that thing. And soon it kind of like starts to get curious about it. And... And the whole thing changes. And I think it's the same thing with us humans. That when, when we're afraid of something or we find something really uncomfortable, it's because we came across something and you know, we had a fearful mental state. And as a result, we, we assigned some meaning to it. And then we keep going. We keep kind of referencing that link that we've created in the future. And, but if we really look at it more carefully, we'll start to notice that, no, actually, it doesn't stand... Uh, or like if we just keep exploring and curious about it, we'll see that actually it, we can feel all sorts of different things as uh, with this. So therefore, a feeling is not created by this. And the more we understand that, the more we can kind of just be with uncomfortable feelings and and you know unpleasant people and and so forth. Because ultimately, we realize that we're the ones that are creating our uh, our own experience. <clears throat> We're the ones that are dis deciding that someone's behavior is unpleasant. We're the ones who've called a feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it's just, I mean, I, and I have feelings that I call uncomfortable, um, but, but I don't have to. Yeah. I really don't. And the, the more I look in this direction, the inside out understanding, the less I do it. And I, I enjoyed reading your book, Auntie. Um, even though I generally I don't like reading Three Principles books, I enjoyed yours, and it felt like a, a nice reminder for me. I, I, I like how you write, and it was nice and clear, um, and I didn't, it, I whizzed through it. So thank you very much for writing it, hmm, and thank thanks you, for the nice reminders. And, and I do hope that you do write book two and book three, because... There is something, something magical comes from that form of expression. Some you start out with an idea, and then 
to use a, a word or an expression, God intervenes, and then you you combine and create some some magic that you never anticipated. That's that's my experience of writing, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing to kind of that um, kind of go back to your previous question about uh, the writing process is that I I very much understood as I was as I was writing it that there are actually two kind of comp- or opposing forces at play when we try to try to write or I suppose create anything and one is the kind of the, the the creative force you know it's that you just come up with ideas and you're just trying to put them into words and and um, they come in you know whatever form and they might sound clumsy or they might sound silly or they might sound contradictory you know whatever whatever it might be and then we have the force that the, the editing force which is kind of more like a restrictive force that wants to take what you've already done and and it's about you know editing. It's about um, uh, you know changing changing the sentence. It's about combining sentences. It's about um, you know restructuring things. And and they're both really they're both key processes in the writing of the book. But I think where we run into most problems is when we try to do them both at the same time. In other words, yeah. try to write finalized text all at once, because then we're we're basically we're trying to create and edit at the same time, and and one is 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 basically crashing into the other the whole time, and and I found that when I realized this and, and I accepted that now I'm just I'm just now in the creation process, and and my the text doesn't have to sound great, and this word that I just put in here it's not the, not the right word, but I'm not going to spend a half an hour trying to figure out what a better word is. I'm just going to go with this, and I'll come back to it later. Um, that helped the uh, the whole creation process uh, a whole lot. And I've since come to see that that probably applies in many other areas of life as well. That when we're trying to live life right, you know, as in not make, trying to prevent making the mistakes before we do take action. Uh, I find a lot of times that's what we're doing. We're restricting ourselves rather than just going out there and trying to create and, and letting life be a bit messy. And then fixing what needs to be fixed rather than trying to do it all in one go at the same time. That's nice. I, I know what you're talking about when it comes to writing. Um, yeah. I, I find writing um, the first draft very easy. And it just comes and I just let it come and I know I'm not going to edit it. And then the editing part, or what you could call to simplify as much as possible. Simplification is, a, yeah. is quite um, uh, time-consuming. It's easy to com- It's easy to share something that's complicated. It's I've found it's not easy to simplify it so that it's as understandable as possible. Yeah, exactly. To, to to reduce it to something to its bare essence, but not any further. I think that's that's kind of like what we're always striving toward, and it's um it's kind of like having a like a like a block of of granite and then trying to chip away at the statue that's inside, and um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it, it can be tricky, but sometimes also the creative part is, is, is just as challenging. So it, it kind of also depends that uh, I, I found that sometimes there, there were times when, when I was in the flow, I was in the zone when I was writing and, and text just flowed out and, 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 and good ideas and metaphors and it was just easy. And then all of a sudden it, it wasn't so easy anymore. I wasn't in the zone anymore. And uh, it, was, it was a struggle to, to finish the sentence or to combine this sentence with the next sentence or figuring out how to start this, par- this, this chapter 
or, or stuff like this and I might spend an entire day trying to push through it and I used to think in the beginning that I'm doing something wrong when it's not flowing right and then I realized like no but that's just that's just the creative process that there are moments when it just comes naturally and then there are other times when you need to work for it it's kind of like when you're playing sports you're watching a football team and at times everything's easy the goals come easy you know they they did they the whole team is as acts as as one compact unit and and the results are great and then five minutes later it seems like they've lost the plot completely and 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 then they're working so hard and they have so little to show for it so it's it, it seems to be that kind of just a universal um way that life works and, and and assuming that it's only supposed to be easy and good and pleasant um and if it's not that we're doing something wrong, I think it's one of the biggest biggest um, pitfalls that we can fall into. Indeed. And apologies for my alarm going off. Um, <laughs> That's all right. You've said that, many times you live by clocks. So. I, I, I do. And uh, um, before we started this conversation, I completely forgot that we were going to have a conversation. So this time it was the time in my work, as it were. I think um, I think in the future we might need to have a have a little um, conversation about you and, and, and living by clocks. I think that could be interesting. I would love to because uh, I haven't. It hasn't always been this way. Oh, so it's something. I, it's something. I've, it's only the last sort of four or five years that I've I've done that. So Brilliant. yeah, it's it is. It's funny where where our habits come from and where they go to. Uh, exactly, yeah. and I, what, I, what they do for you and what you make of them, and and, and that, I think that would be a that would be a, uh, like a fascinating conversation to have. Well, that's waiting for us in another episode, and. Um, so I, I I know I have a sense of what you might say to this, but how has your book gone down? As it were, are people buying it? Uh, are you bothered that they're buying it or not buying it? Or how does that feel that you've got this book on Amazon now? Um, I think it's it's quite a nice feeling to have it uh, out on Amazon. And when I got my own copy in my hand um, a week ago on on Wednesday, it arrived. Actually, on the same day that Finland turned 100 years old, so that was kind of a, marvelous. <laughs> that was a that was a wonderful uh, coincidence, and um, so it was a it was a weird feeling to to hold my book in my my hands for the first time, and it kind of says like I did it. And my daughter's been, uh, you know, she's two and a half, and she's been uh, so like daddy's book, and there's a picture of me on the back cover, and. And and so she well, she wants to show everybody that's my daddy's book and <laughs> so it's it's very sweet and um, uh, the reception has been has been good um, I haven't really done any marketing apart from telling people on Facebook that my book's out yes. and um, so the the sales aren't like I'm, I'm, I don't need I don't need to uh, buy a new car anytime soon uh, but uh, yeah the sales are pretty good and the feedback is really good so I'm I'm, I'm very happy so far and. And I stand behind the book. It's the it's the best that I could do, and uh, I didn't really have, I didn't really leave anything on the on the field, so to speak. Yeah. So so it, it is what it is. So do people have to go to Amazon to buy it, or is there a link on your website or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, it's it's on Amazon, and uh, actually that's a good idea. I should probably put a link on my website as well. So um, I'll I'll add that to my ever lengthening to do list. Well, I could um, get you to do it sooner rather than later by asking you what the link would be called right now so that when people listen to this, they can go straight there. Yeah, we could put it devilinagoodman.com slash book. Cool. devilinagoodman.com forward slash book. 
Yes. And now you have to create that page, Auntie. Yes, that will be... Um, that's going to the top of the to-do list now, so thank you for the urgency. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any more reflections? Um, I, I've kind of... I've, my massive list of three questions is done, so I don't have any more questions. Is there anything you'd like me to ask you, or is there any other comments you might have about your book, Hunter? Um No, um, I think my, my book is, is uh, maybe I just say, like, the way my book is intended, it's to help people um, understand the, the inside-out nature of, of life and, and reality from a very uh like common sense and as clear as possible way with with without talking about and I, I try to really stay away from these um big magic words so so that you know like god and 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 and, and all this stuff because i find that th there's too many ways to interpret those words so i try to make it as simple as possible so it's so it's mainly um designed or aimed at people to introduce them into seeing the world the way it uh, really is and then also for people who want to get a slightly deeper understanding and and, and clarify uh, their views um, I've had very good feedback from people who already know the three principles about that so so that's kind of how I would um, would phrase it so so if you fancy a, fancy a, a read and a uh, about this topic then please by all means give it a go how much does it cost if I may ask a rude question? Uh, it depends on the like the currency and the store. So whether you go to uh, Amazon US or, or UK or Germany, but it'll be in the ten to twelve dollar euro pound range. Oh, reasonable. Yeah. Congratulations, Auntie, for um, spending a couple of years on this. Having the idea, putting it into action, continuing, and even when maybe you might have thought you were taking too long, congratulations on putting it out there because I I imagine you feel a little bit different about yourself, a little bit more capable, maybe. And I, I think creating a book and getting it published and putting what you know out there as best you can is... Um, it's a grand thing to do, so I just want to congratulate you on, on doing that oh. and encourage you to let the ideas settle and seed for book two and book three. Mm. Thank you, Steve, and um, thank you so much for you know, taking the time to read it and uh, doing this interview. I appreciate it very much. Well, you're welcome, Auntie. You're welcome. I enjoyed the book, and I hope people do read it. Either based on this podcast um, podcast episode, or because somebody recommended it, or somebody someone knows you on Facebook, but mm. it's it's worth reading. So please do read it, folks. Please do read it. Um, maybe you could. Uh, I don't know if you got an ebook version, and I hate to add more to do list, but maybe there could be an audio version as well. Who knows? I mean, I know that might yeah. be asking a bit too much, but. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's an ebook version and uh, and a paperback, and we'll see about an audiobook at uh, at some later later date. We'll see if I'm the one that reads it, or 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 I'll get somebody who has a nice nice baritone to read it. So ah, nice. Well, well, shall we leave it there, Auntie? Sounds good to me. 
Thank you, Auntie. Thank you, everyone listening to this. Uh, we've been talking about Falling Into Place, a new book by Auntie Vanninen. And I encourage you to, to check it out. Thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. And uh, we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode, perhaps about uh, Steve's obsession with clocks. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.